All right, welcome to today's podcast. So what should you eat to lose weight, okay? So we wanna talk about this in a more general sense. I don't wanna give you a specific strict diet because the more strict you are with what you're gonna eat, then the less successful you're probably gonna be long-term, okay? And what I mean by that is that it's very difficult to eat the exact same thing. Like, So, so a lot of diets are eat this thing or, or don't eat this type of food. Um, but we need variety. Things change. To eat the exact same thing forever is probably not going to work well for you. So we want to have more guidelines, you know, and I think once you understand guidelines um, and the reason behind them, you're going to be able to make better food choices, right? So the first distinction that I would suggest is whole, whole natural foods versus processed foods. That's the first one. Um, because the more, just in a general sense, right, and there's always outlier things here, but but in a general sense, the more natural foods that you're eating and putting into your body, the easier it's going to be for you to master your weight. And the big reason for that is a thing called calorie density. Okay. So calorie density is the amount of calories in a specific volume of food, right? So a cookie could be this big and have a hundred calories in it. And a salad could be this big and have a hundred calories in it. And so the cookie is considered to be much more calorie dense, right? Because for that size, there's a ton of calories packed into it. And you have a big salad takes up this much room and it doesn't have a lot of calories in it. So that's not calorie dense. And so calorie density, thinking in terms of calorie density when you're making food choices is obviously one of the most important things you can do because the less calorie dense a food is, typically the more satisfying it's going to be. Because a big part of what makes you feel satisfied after eating is not the calories in it. It's the amount of volume that it takes up. And so your stomach has stretch receptors and um, the more volume of food you eat, typically the more satisfied you're going to feel for longer. Okay. And so the easiest way to eat less calorie dense foods is really to focus on natural whole foods, right? These foods are just by nature, um, less calorie dense typically. Okay. Compared to processed foods. Now, again, why is this, right? Well, it's because processed food is a business. And so when they're engineering and creating their food products, they want to sell it. Okay. And what makes food sell? Well, uh, calories, that's a big part of it because again, we've evolved in a food scarce environment so that when we put calories in our body, our brain releases dopamine and that signals us to eat more and to like it. Okay. And so this is why eating a cookie, you have a different experience eating a cookie than you do eating a carrot. Right. And, and part of that is the calorie density of the food. There's more calories in the cookie. Your brain likes that. Okay. And your body likes that. And so, so that's the first step is to start eating more natural whole foods. The more you put these into your diet, the easier your weight loss is going to be. Um, a simple tactic to make that happen is to start earlier in the day. Typically, you don't care so much about breakfast and lunch as you do dinner. Okay. So typically what I always suggest to people is start your eating each day when I think you're building a house from the ground up and you're starting with your breakfast. So I'd really focus in on breakfast first and really optimizing that, getting it very as healthy, as nutritious as you can possibly make it. So the next thing, the second thing I would say to focus in on is nutrient density and variety, right? And this kind of is a extension of what we were just talking about. But now instead of just focusing on the calorie aspect to it, we're also focusing on the micronutrient um, quality of the food you're eating. Because if you're consuming a lot of processed foods, there's a good chance that you're not satisfying your micronutrient needs. And what do you think happens when you don't satisfy your micronutrient needs? your body sends you a hunger signal to eat more because it assumes you're in a natural world where the more food you eat, the more micronutrients you're going to get. Little does it know that we live with processed foods and we could consume tons of calories, tons of food and not get any micronutrients needs met. Okay. So as you start to look at the food you're going to consume, start to 
notice what nutrient value do these foods have and what variety of nutrients am I putting into my body on a regular basis? And what you'll notice is as you start to increase your nutrient density and increase the nutrient variety of what you're eating, your hunger is going to go down. You're going to feel more satisfied and you're going to feel more alive. You're going to have more energy because again, you're giving your body what it truly needs. All right. So the first thing is calorie density. The next thing is nutrient density and variety. And the third thing is fiber, right? So again, I guess I'm saying, I mean, I could just get on here and say, hey, eat more fruits and vegetables. But I think when you hear that, you lack the context. You know, it's not an all or nothing thing. All right. But, but let me get, let me finish this one first. So um, fiber is probably the ingredient that's stripped out of processed foods more than anything else. Okay. Because it doesn't process well. And so the standard American diet, a lot of processed foods, you can consume them and not get much fiber into your body. And fiber is one of the, I think it's a miracle food for weight loss because A, it's typically fibrous foods, fruits, vegetables, greens, beans tend to have lower calorie density as well. They tend to have higher nutrient density and variety and they've got high fiber. And what the fiber does is three big things. The first thing is that because there's fiber in it, the calories are binded to the fiber. And so the calories get released into your body slower, right? The glucose, the blood sugar levels are more stable and slower increase than with processed food because the sl fiber slows that down. The second thing is because the calories are binded to the fiber, some of those calories you don't even absorb. You know, they stay stuck to the fiber and just pass through without ever being absorbed, right? So a uh, hundred calories in a cookie, which has been all processed and a hundred calories of vegetables, you're not going to consume 100 calories of those vegetables. All right. So that's another, another way it helps you lose weight. And the third thing, and this is the biggest one, is that the fiber, it does, it's not absorbed in your body. It just passes through you. But during that transition, it stays in your intestines and it activates an ileal break and a colon break. These are two things within your intestines that tell your body to say, we're full. We've got enough food because that fiber stays in your intestines and makes you feel fuller. And so again, if you're eating processed foods, you're not getting that benefit, you know, and that's one of the reasons why you feel hungry all the time, even if you eat a lot of processed food. All right. So just to recap it one more time, because again, I want to give you the perspective on this. The first thing is calorie density. Start to recognize calorie density of food options that are in front of you. Um, start to notice and think in terms of nutrient density and variety. And then finally, start to put more fiber into your body in the forms of fruit, vegetables, greens, and beans, right? And so now you have a better understanding of how to make better food choices. That's not just, we're not demonizing foods here, right? We're not demonizing sugar and flour, but we are saying there's no fiber in that. And so they've been ground down to a powder and so they're absorbed really quick, you know? That's not gonna give us the same benefit that the fruits and vegetables are gonna give us, okay? So again, not that you can't eat them, but you want to be able to internalize what's going on in your body. How is this impacting my goal of losing weight if I consume these processed foods, right? And, and how is it alternatively going to be if I start consuming more natural whole foods, you know, into my body? And now you have more context to what they're doing for you and how they're helping you so that you can start to realize, yes, it, it's a bit of a challenge to change your behaviors, no doubt about it. However, you realize why you're doing it. It's not just you blindly following a plan and then not following a plan. You now have context. And when you have context and understanding, it tends to make the process of change easier, but more importantly, more long lasting because you now have more meaning behind what you're doing. It's not just, I can't eat this or I got to eat this just so I can lose weight. You have more context and understanding of what's happening when you eat those foods. 
Okay. And as you start going down this path, it becomes a lot easier when you understand what you're doing and you keep strategically moving yourself in that direction. Okay. Um, and someone says here, you know, oh, Jill, Jill, processed food so hard to say no to. Listen, processed food is, I always say this, you know, you think of processed food as being made in some kitchen with a bunch of chefs. It's not, it's made in a lab with a bunch of chemists. You know, we're at this point where the food is literally engineered to be as addictive as possible. It's right out in the open, you know, and, um, you know, we freaked out. There was a whistleblower, great movie called The Insider about cigarettes. And Russell Crowe plays a whistleblower who blew the whistle on the cigarette industry trying to make the most addictive product possible. And people freaked out, you know, but now when you talk about food, they are literally doing the exact same thing. And it's the cigarette companies, just so you know, right? The food, food manufacturers were literally bought by the cigarette companies, right? RJ Reynolds went and bought half a craft. So um, they brought that same philosophy of making addictive products and using the exact same strategies to market it. So yeah, processed food's very hard to say no to. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, so you just have to know that there's no, there's no getting around it. And I, I don't say don't eat processed foods, eat it, but you almost want to use, you know, if you're really serious, you want to think of processed foods, you want to put in the category of like alcohol, you know, or recreational drugs or gambling, or, you know what I mean? Or, or smoke, I don't know, smoking, we don't think that way, but, but it's like, you really want to respect it, you know, cause these processed foods, if you're just going to eat them without paying attention, you're going to get addicted to them. They're literally, and, and they're, it's almost worse than some of these other drugs because there's more qualities about food that can make it addictive. It's not just the response. It's the hyper palatability of food. It's the mouthfeel. It's the, um, you know, the flavors, it's the, the pounds per square inch of crunch that it has. I mean, there's just all these different factors as they've analyzed and they maximize all of them um, to get you addicted to it. So you can't stop eating it, you know? Uh, and the problem is, that it's bad enough that we're way overeating it. But the, the worst problem is that the way these foods are created, they, um, they don't give you any satisfaction. Like you're not satisfied, right? You can eat and then you're hungry again, you know? So you don't even know what satisfaction feels like if you're eating a highly processed diet, you know? And then um, the other factors make it hard uh, to eat those, those well in addition. Um, yeah, so any questions you guys have, feel free to ask them. I'd love to answer them. Can you give us some idea for a nutritious whole food breakfast? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so for me, I like Ezekiel bread. Okay. So if you've never heard of that, it's sprouted bread, right? Sprouted grain instead of flour. And so that's a slower, it's a lower glycemic index, you know, because again, flour and sugar are powdered. And so powdered, um, foods are absorbed very quickly into our body. And that's what spikes blood sugar, right? That's it, it, the glucose. It's quickly absorbed into our bloodstream, spikes the blood sugar. And a big part of that process isn't just you know, the, the amount of glucose that's in it, it's how quickly it's absorbed, you know, because it's so processed. So the Ezekiel bread is definitely my recommendation. It, listen, it ain't the best taste in toast. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll let you know that. Um, it's good as toast, I would say, as a, as a bread for a sandwich, you know, you'd really have to get used to that one. But again, as breakfast, I think it's good. Um, I eat an apple, a peanut butter, you know, natural peanut butter, um, you know, eggs, if you don't have cholesterol issues, that, that can be really good. That's a whole food. Um, you know, vegetables, beans, you know, greens, you know, omelets with, with spinach and, and things like that. Again, the more vegetables you can get in and the healthier you can make breakfast, the better, right? Um, I used to drink a smoothie, you know, that was another option idea. So again, let yourself really optimize breakfast. Cause I'll tell you what I wouldn't eat is, is, you know, what I used to eat, you know, I used to eat cereal, you know, I call it junk cereal. You know, I eat junk food cereal every day. 
Um, I would eat white bread with Jif peanut butter with, with sugar in it, you know? So I was starting my day off right out first thing with uh, a lot of sugar, you know, and a lot of flour and spike my blood sugar. I wonder why I was tired and having to try to maintain that high all day, which I did pretty well. Cause then I'd usually have, you know, after breakfast within an hour, I was eating a donut or a muffin, you know, or a croissant. And then I go into lunch, you know, I have my, my lunch, a lot of processed food, top it off with cookies, you know? And then I have my big snack, you know, in the afternoon, which is usually, you know, bag of chips and, and a candy bar. And then I eat my dinner and then I have my after dinner, <laughs> dinner, which is all snacks. So it's, it's just funny because again, if you're wondering why you can't stop eating, you know, you're, you're basically consuming powders. You're not getting any satisfaction from the food you're eating. You're not getting the satiety that you deserve um, when you, and you receive when you eat whole natural foods. Um, Darlene says, what do you think? What do you think of cottage cheese? I love it. I just finished eating some. Yeah, I think cottage cheese is fine. Again, that's in the ballpark of whole foods in my book. You know, now I don't eat a lot of dairy. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't love dairy, but um, that's that's my preference. Who gives a shit? <laughs> you know, I always make a clear distinction not to let. I don't. When I eat, look at my my program. My program's diet agnostic. You know what I mean? I help people eat what they want to eat. You know, so I got my food preferences and, and ideas of what I like to eat. But yeah, I think if you like to eat dairy, cottage cheese is, is fine. You know, it can be very satisfying. You know. Um, I'm always thinking about food. How do I stop this? Yeah, that, that, so Yvonne, that's exactly what I'm talking about here. One of the reasons you're always thinking about food, a lot of people, is because they're always hungry. You know, what's hunger? Think about hunger for a second. Hunger is, right, because we typically think of hunger when I don't have enough energy in my body, right? We kind of think of calories. I need to put calories in my body. I'm feeling low. Um, but then some people kind of go on to blood sugar, right? Your blood sugar, it, we're managing that. And that's important. Um, but we all, we rarely think about micronutrients, you know, as so we think about macronutrients, protein, carbs, sugars, you know, um, fats. Um, so it's, it's important that we start thinking micronutrient wise, because you have micronutrient needs and there's a good chance if you're, if you're eating a standard American diet, you're probably not satisfying those, you know, on top of that, you're not satisfying your fiber needs. And so if you're hungry, so again, we, we think of low calories is feeling hungry, but if you're not eating enough micronutrients, you get a hunger signal as well. Cause your body says we need these micronutrients. That's how it signals. Same with water. If you're not hydrated, your body misinterprets thirst for hunger. Why? Because out in the natural world, we ate a lot of our hydration, right? Because we, we ate a lot of more um, hydrated foods in nature, you know? And so we get these signals sometimes and we just confuse them for just hunger, just put food in belly. No, <laughs> these foods have to do something to you. You know what I mean? And they've got to satisfy what they're meant to do. And calories is just one piece of that. So again, that, that's one part of thinking about food. You know, there's other parts as well. I mean, we're inundated with food commercials, right? They're the second biggest advertiser on the planet. And so if you watch TV, if you're just living life, I mean, you're constantly seeing food ads, you know? And so if you combine that with being hungry, that's a recipe to be obsessed with food. You know, and then we had the third one. Let's say you got you're dieting, you're thinking about weight loss all the time. And so the diet mindset is always about stop eating food, right? Stop eating ice cream, stop eating chips. And it literally the diets focus you on the food that you're not supposed to eat. But unfortunately for you, um, your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives, right? If I tell you not to think about something, I get ready. Don't think about a banana. Don't think about a banana. What are you thinking about? Yeah. So every time you go on a diet, oh, don't think about carbs. Okay. Don't think about eating ice cream. Oh, don't think about eating fattening foods, right? You're literally obsessing on those foods. So I would say those three things are probably part at least of the reason why you're always thinking about food. Is whole wheat sourdough bread good? Um, 
it's it's better. You know, it's better. Um, sourdough in and of itself is one of the better breads, um, glycemic wise. You know, and so the more natural the bread you get, the better, right? So, so what I mean by that, um, you know, you get to whether it's if it's a, like a a refined, a really refined bread, whether it's whole wheat or white, really makes very little difference. Flour is flour, okay. Um, there are some more coarser grains that people make bread out of, and and that's going to be healthier for you typically. All right. Um, how can I stay focused on the feeling of being my goal weight? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a great question. Um, so first thing I always suggest to people, you gotta take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. Okay. And so you need to make this process about more than just your weight, right? If you, if you get nothing else out of this talk, please remember that because you just keep focusing on the weight and wanting it to be lower, but you have no biological mechanisms in you to want to lose weight. I think about that. It's the exact opposite. That's why weight loss is difficult because you we've evolved in a food scarce environment so that when we eat food with a lot of calories in it, with fat, sweet, you know, th these types of things that signify calories, our brain releases lots of dopamine, makes us feel really good, you know? And so we don't get that same feeling, um, you know, when we want to lose weight and when we eat healthy stuff, you see? So I, I really suggest that you make this a process about becoming the best version of you. And the eating is just a way to fuel that. So I'm, I guess what I'm saying is you almost make the weight loss secondary. And it may sound strange, but you're going to find that you're able to tap into a whole lot more motivation that way, you know, because the motivation to just lose weight is very difficult to hold on to, you know, um, it's not enough. And, it, and it's because the weight in of itself doesn't really mean shit. You know, you could get to X amount of goal weight. That doesn't mean you're going to be happy. People do this all the time. You know, they starve themselves to get to a low weight and they're miserable. You know, so it's not about just getting to a goal weight. It's about how you get to that goal weight, how you make it happen. And if you're stressed out, freaking out, you know, frustrated and annoyed, but you're at your goal weight, that's not what you want. You know, you want to pick a goal weight that gives you the best quality of life. And again, that's that first step to making this about more than just weighing something or looking a certain way. It's about being someone. It's about being the person you want to be, the best version of yourself. And I think once you make that the goal, it's a lot easier to keep that, that focus there, you know, rather than just goal weight. Cinnamon raisin Ezekiel bread is very good for toast. Oh, yeah, yeah, great. Sure, yeah, cinnamon raisin. Yep. Um, yeah, Ezekiel's the stuff. I mean, that, I would strongly su suggest you, if you're eating bread in the morning, again, toast, it's really good. If you can get yourself to eat sandwiches with it, God bless you, you know, but <laughs> I don't think it's so good for that. But um, I do like it as toast. But again, understand, it, it took me anyways, a bit of, you know, the first thing I did is I switched my peanut butter because I was eating Jif, a lot of sugar in it, and I switched over to natural peanut butter. That took a little bit, right? And then I switched the bread from regular, you know, flour bread to Ezekiel bread. And that took a little bit, you know, it's different, but then you just habituate to it. You normalize to it, you know? And again, I didn't do it right away. I, I, my approach to weight loss is a lot more strategic than what you may you know, be familiar with. Um, but now it's like, I've been eating that for a long time, like, like 15, 20 years, you know, and that's just the normal thing I eat now. And um, of course it's a foundational piece of my weight mastery is, is that, that process. Um, what are thoughts on adding fiber of adding fiber? My friend does it, swears by it. Um, yeah, Jill, I mean, you know, listen, it's, I think it's probably better than not having fiber at all, you know, but me, I always kind of revert back to, I always go back to natural. Everything's a spectrum too. Okay. So I don't, I don't like the all or nothing thing thinking, you know? And so I like to think of things on a spectrum. And so, you know, a lot of processed foods have no fiber and that's, that's kind of the worst in terms of satiety and making yourself feel satisfied. And then, you know, there's adding fiber, you know, and they're taken as a, in a supplement form, powder form. 
okay, fine. It's better than nothing in my opinion. But ultimately, again, where I want to go to is natural food, whole natural food in its most natural state. Because, you know, I can tell you, I've been doing this for a long time and orienting myself towards natural, the way things are meant to be has always served me well. And over the last 30 years, I've really, I've lost the weight and changed my eating for the last 30 years. And I've always optimized myself to natural, what, what's normal, what's natural in a normal, natural environment, like how we've evolved. And I always optimize towards that. And that approach has really served me well, because as they come out with different scientific things, I'm, I'm always in, in the ballpark, okay? And so it's even, you know, I used to drink a lot of smoothies, but even that I shifted over to salads, you know? And um, part of that was that, you know, listen, in, in nature, there was no, there was no um, Vitamixes. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it was a step in the right direction. I did the Vitamix for years and that really helped get five, six servings of fruit and vegetables in my body, every, you know, every weekday. And then I shifted over to salads because again, I don't want to blend it. I want to chew. I want to work those muscles out. I want to, you know, that's a natural process. And so I feel like that served me well. So again, adding fiber is probably is better than not having fiber. And I think getting your fiber in a natural form is probably the best because not only are you going to get that fiber in its natural form, but you're getting all the other benefits as well um, from those foods. Okay. Um, why do I feel guilty after I eat certain foods? Well, yeah, because you know that they're not moving in the direction of your big goals. Right. So, so that's the classic, um, you know, where I'm just reading this book. It's so great. I'll, I'm going to do some lessons on it next week, but um, the, the willpower instinct, but this idea of labeling things good and bad, you know, is it plays kind of wreaks havoc with our mind and gets us, you know, not, not focused on the right things, but yeah, we, we feel guilty after we've eaten certain foods or foods, you know, fattening foods that move us away from our weight loss goals or foods that make us feel shitty after we're finished eating them, you know? And so, yeah, that's normal and natural. This is what we do in my program. It's really about getting your focus away from the, the consumption of the food, the just eating it and really orienting you to the consequence that follows five, 10 minutes after. So you mentioned the guilt. And so the guilt's an emotional consequence that follows eating certain foods. So you owe it to yourself to look at the full picture of eating those foods. And you have to kind of condition yourself to not just pick the food based on how it's going to taste and feel eating it, but really start focusing on how you're going to feel five, 10 minutes after you've taken your last bite, you know, and how do you feel physically, mentally, and emotionally. And it's usually the mental and emotional effects and consequences that are going to be the most impactful. All right. And as you start focusing on those, you naturally start to make better food choices. But yeah, that's a normal thing, right? Yeah, it's exhausting for sure. Thank you from Ireland. All right, Yvonne. Yeah, nice. Ireland. Um, best tip for binge eating is uh, eat enough food. Uh, number one thing I see when people ask me about binge eating is that they're not eating enough, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jill says oh, the program cured me in a week. Yeah, Jill's doing awesome. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the program. Yeah, I mean, my approach to weight mastery, right? That's the first distinction I like to make is that you don't really even want to lose weight. You know, you should check that because weight loss is a temporary thing subconsciously. That's how you think about it. You're gonna diet until you lose the weight, and you never really give much thought after that because you just say, oh, I'll just figure it out then. Well, you won't. Um, and so what you want to do is you want to start articulating the goal as I want to return to my goal weight and spend the rest of my life at my goal weight on near autopilot. I'm going to assume that's more in line with the goal you actually mean. Okay. So you want to be specific with that. Um, but binge eating again, I, I find typically when people come up with the binge eating, the first problem is that they're not eating enough. Right. Um, and so that's my first step is to make sure that you're, you're eating enough food. The second piece is more the emotions of it all. Right. And, and mastering and managing your emotions 
um, so that, you know, it's not a lot of people just use food to manage their emotions. Right. And so then they, they stop eating those foods and then, you know, yeah, they're losing some weight or whatever, but then they, um, aren't, they have no strategy to deal with their emotions, you know? And so those would be the two things with binge eating is to eat more food probably. And, um, to focus on the emotional management, um, techniques that you have. Um, what would you suggest for dessert and fruits? Oh, that's a good question. Um, and someone, what's the program? The program is program yourself then, you know, so, um, that's my weight, weight mastery program. It's an eight week, uh, program that, uh, got it all right you learn you learn a self-hypnotic programming technique to program your subconscious mind there's uh eight weeks every day you get a five minute session in the morning hypnosis sessions uh you get a 10 minute session at night you listen to um and then you fill out your weight mastery blueprints which is a mindset lifestyle eating blueprint that are customized to you that you follow to to live at your goal weight right and then um in addition to that we you get this coaching calls every tuesdays and thursdays um so i help you um, suggest for dessert and fruits. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, whatever you like I, dessert, you know, so what I eat for dessert, what, what seems to work well for me is, um, like a high quality chocolate, you know, um, a couple squares of a high quality chocolate is pretty satisfying to me. And I find it interesting to compare that experience to like eating a low quality chocolate, because when I eat a low quality chocolate, I'll be like, eh, this isn't even that good. And then I want to eat more of it, you know? And again, it goes back to the idea that these foods are made to be addictive. And higher quality chocolates and higher quality food in general is going to serve you better, typically. Um, but the higher quality chocolate, I can eat a couple pieces of that and feel satisfied, you know. And so that goes a long way to helping me not overeat, you know, after dinner for dessert, you know. Um, fruits, yeah, I mean, whatever fruit you like, you know. I, I eat pretty much every day. I'm eating a banana, apple, um, tangerine, you know, typically. I'll kind of rotate through pears. Um, I mean, I eat tomatoes, you know, that, that whole deal. There's a lot of vegetables you think are vegetables that are fruits, you know, but... Um, yeah, whatever fruit you like, you know, but the whole fruit thing, I'll tell you one thing I will say that I, I think like we live, it's like we live in the garden of Eden at this point, you know, I mean, if you're fortunate enough to live in America for sure. And again, it depends where you live, I suppose, you know, but most people have the, the ability to get into a, a market where there's just an abundance of fruits and vegetables, you know, and, um, there, there's just, it's amazing. You know, so you should take advantage of that. I believe everyone should be plant-based. Everyone should have a plant-based diet. I really believe that. If you want to eat meat, that's fine too. But I feel like the core of your diet ought to be plant-based. You know, I, I think the science is pretty conclusive on this, you know, that, that for the vast majority of people, that's going to be the ideal optimized diet, you know? And um, again, the biggest challenge to eat in that way really is the processed foods. Because if you're consuming processed foods, even, even if you don't eat a lot of it, if you're just eating it regularly every day, what's happening is those processed foods are almost always highly salty, highly sweet, um, high fat, and highly palatable. And so what happens is they calibrate your tongues and your taste to unnaturally, um, you know, unnatural, it's called super stimuli, you know, super, super stimuli is, it's overwhelming to our brain and we, we prefer it. You know, and so what happens is you're eating processed foods and you eat natural foods, the natural foods just seem boring and bland, you know, so it's hard to get yourself to eat them. So my, my, I got a bunch of problems with processed food, but the big one is that if you're consuming it every day, even just once a day, and you're not overeating it, it's still calibrating your tongue to a, uh, unnatural, um, hyper palatable, you know, palate you're creating for yourself and it makes it harder to eat well, you know? So I know like, like the worst thing you say to someone is that they're going to eat bland food, right? But 
it's um if you, if you can get yourself to enjoy bland food a couple times you know during the week it's going to serve you well you know um is there a guarantee on your program if it doesn't work for you um no 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 guarantee um you, with my program you know i always call it the the hernan cortez guarantee hernan cortez was a explorer and he came over the new world with 600 men and um he burned the ships he got them off and he burned the ships there's no one way to go you know and so yeah the big thing i would say the number one thing that probably stops people from getting results with their weight more than anything is a, it's a, a minimal commitment you know they don't really commit to it they try diets you know eh, let me let me see you know well yeah you go see it's going to be hard and you're going to quit that's what's going to happen you know if you're just trying it you know no way you know you got to really commit to it i always say my program's like college you know where it's like when you go to college you're making a commitment to yourself and to the process you know you know it's going to be hard you know it's going to be difficult you know you know you're going to get knocked back like you you're signing up for that because you know you're going to go through the process and then when you get to the end of it you're going to be a better person you know and so i i think of my program the same way with that so yeah so i mean how <laughs> Like if anything, right? People need to guarantee me, you know what I mean? That they're going to stick with it and do it, you know, because there's, I, I've got a, I got a, a full track record, you know what I mean? Of helping people lose weight. And it's like, you know, a lot of people, you know, they start talking about guarantees they probably got a track record of not sticking with a plan, you know? And so with my program, again, it's not just a hard and fast plan either. You know what I mean? It's not me saying on day one, okay, here's your meal plan. You know, no, we're doing this together. I'm going to show you how to program your subconscious mind. I'm going to give you sessions to kind of support you in the process, but then you're going to fill out your blueprint based on what motivates you on how you want to live your lifestyle and how you want to eat that that's fit to you like a glove, you know, and then you're going to get that and then you're going to tweak and optimize it. I am constantly tweaking my mindset blueprint, my lifestyle blueprint, and my eating blueprint. I'm always doing that. And I always will, you know? And so it's not this idea like, Oh, it didn't work or it worked. It, it was none of that. It's, it's, um, you know, how committed are you to this process? Let's, we're going to make it work you know, and, uh, everyone that's ever shown up for me, I, I can always guarantee this, that anyone who's consistently shown up and done the work. And, and again, with my program, now we have calls, you know, so you get on the calls because what you think you're going to, you're going to have downs. You know, even my program, I always tell you that people this, you're going to have downs. You're going to, and I want that. I listen, it costs $10,000 to work with me privately. Okay. So when someone's about to sign up and give me $10,000 before they do, I say, listen, I want you to understand that you're signing up for this now and you are going to have some shitty times coming up. I promise you, you're going to start out. Maybe you'll start out strong. Okay. I'm going to do it this time. We'll be all hyped up. And then a week or two later, you're going to start crashing and you're going to feel like shit. And you're gonna feel like, Oh God, what do I do? That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I'm here to get you in that moment and turn you around quick because that's where most people just stop. And then they're, they're out for six months, a year. And then they come back and try that again. And you just keep repeating that first cycle over, you know, it, it's so important that you you get discouraged, you get frustrated, whatever. And then I think this is important in my program. That's when I'm picking people up because two big things happen. First is you, I turn you around like that. And I do this like every call, every call I do every week, it's someone gets on and they're struggling with something and they feel like, oh, I don't know, I'm doing everything I can. Nothing's working. Or I don't know, this is never going to work. They just feel like shit. And it's like, I turn around like in two seconds. This is what I do for 20 years. And I say, this is a unique spot, you know, because, um, oh, thank you, Susan. So, um, I think I feel a unique void in the weight loss thing because everyone's just telling you what to do and no one ever shows you how to get yourself to do it. How do you deal when you're stressed and you're just in a horrible mind space, emotional space? What do you do? Who, who's working with you then? You know, everything's built for you when you're at maximum like motivation level. And then when you come off of that high, 
what do you do then? Well, that's when you fall off the plan. That's your biggest problem. You don't know how to maintain, you know, and you don't maintain because you never make a commitment, you know, just to be completely honest, you know, that's why my program, my program is $2,000, you know, now I'll give you a, a little secret. You can go to my bio, click that link, get a hypnosis session. I'll give it to you. And there's a training there, three steps to master your weight. You should watch that about a half hour. It'll change the way you think about weight loss. Um, but at the end of that, I go through my program and there's a special offer. You can get a half off. Okay. So again, I, I work with you, but you've got to make a commitment. You, you're not committed. Uh, short of people that aren't in my program. I just want to be clear and don't take this the wrong way, but you're wondering why you can't lose weight. And I'm telling you right now, look right in the eye. It's because you're not committed. You don't really want to lose weight. You wish you'd lose weight. You wish you'd wake up tomorrow as a different person, just motivated at eating well, losing weight, but you don't really want to. You're not trying that hard. I know you're not. <laughs> and if you are trying, you're not really committed. Are you committed to anyone outside of yourself? Have you invested anything in it? Or are you just like, oh, you read something on, online. Oh, let's stop eating carbs. Oh, maybe I'll stop eating for 12 hours. That's your plan. You know, this should be the most important area of your life. Cause I don't know about you, but do you think how you eat and how you live is going to impact how long you're alive for your quality of life during those years? How happy you are? I do. Right. And so I take it serious. I've invested over $20,000 in just health related things, certifications and programs I've taken, you know? So, so I walk my walk, you know, but again, I don't know. It, it's America, right? Money talks, bullshit walks. And if you don't even invest in yourself, like it's, it's a, it's a symbol of value, you know, and, um, you don't value it most likely, you know? So anyways, yeah, done. I know you do. And, and listen, Hey, some people, just to speak to some people, if, if there are people out there that, that aren't able to make that investment, I understand. So I'm not, I'm not being some tone deaf idiot here. I get that. Um, but what I am saying is you got to invest something time or money. You know what I mean? You got to invest some, something, you know, to get the results you want. All right. Um, yeah. Podcast. Yep. Program yourself. Then you, you can listen to that. Um, boom, boom. I wanted to, some people had some good stuff. Jill. Yes. Banana, Greek yogurt, nuts, all good stuff. Um, uh, Andrew, how do I stop binge eating? I just said that again, the two things I always focus on is make sure you're eating enough. Most people try starving themselves to lose weight. And what happens when you, you know, what's the average diet, right? You're cutting 50, 60% of your calories out immediately, right? Day one. And you think you're just going to maintain that. But what happens is every cell of your being starts screaming out for nutrition, which causes your brain, your eyes, your ears, your taste. You start getting super sensitive. You start getting fixated on food, right? Someone was saying, how do I stop thinking about food? Well, if you're being hungry is the worst way, right? I'm not hungry. I just want to make that clear. You, you see the diet mentality. You think the, the hungrier you are, the better your weight loss is going. That's completely wrong. Completely wrong. You need to manage your hunger. Because when you get really hungry, every single cell of your body starts working against your weight loss, you know, and good luck with that. It doesn't work. So make sure you're eating enough and then focusing on the emotional eating. What do you think about zero sugar soda? I, I think it's not a good idea. I think it's better than regular soda in the sense because there's less calories in it and that's it. But again, what happens is you're, you're eating that or drinking that um, artificial sweetener. It's calibrating your tongue to unnaturally sweet flavors so that when you eat natural foods, they taste like shit. Okay. And so that diet soda stuff, and who the hell knows what else is in there, but never mind that. Let's just keep it practical. That artificial sweetener is calibrating your tongues to make it way harder to eat healthy foods. Okay. So I would say in that sense, it's the worst. Right. Um, and never mind what the health impacts might be. Um, yeah, Vicky, nobody can guarantee for you have to do the work. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know? So I, yeah, again, there, there's no guarantees in life. And so you got to know that because if half your, you know what I mean? If you got one foot in the game, you're definitely not going to get results, you know? 
And so, um, yeah, you just got to go all in. That's what my program is. That's why I love it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I get people that are in it and I can be straight honest with them. You know what I mean? I'm not bullshitting anyone here. We're, we're in this to, to make something happen. And, um, you know, it's not about how much weight you lose in eight weeks either. It's about creating a plan that works for you. I would say, would you rather have $10,000 right now or a machine that prints up money for you whenever you want it? Well, you want the machine, right? So it's more about the process. See, you're so fixated on just losing weight that you're not paying attention to the shitty process you're following. Right. I get people come on all the time. Oh, what do you think about water fasting? Well, it's fucking stupid. What are you gonna do? Just water, drink water forever? That's stupid. <laughs> if you can't sustain it, what's the point? Why? Because you lost 10 pounds in a week? Well, great. You're gonna put them all on next week. So you have to stop focusing just on the outcome and not giving a shit about the process. And you have to start getting obsessed with the process. How can I master my weight in the most enjoyable and fun way possible? That's a question that's gonna bring you to a much different place. I have that process now. You know what I mean? I know exactly how I'm mastering my weight. And I know the process forwards, backwards, upwards, downwards, every way, right? So you take my brain and put it in anyone's body and we're gonna start losing weight instantly because I got the process down, you know? And so that's what this is about. So my program's not like, oh, let's starve yourself so you lose as much weight as you've ever lost before. That's the opposite of that. <laughs> I don't give a shit if you lose a lot of weight in eight weeks. I don't care. What I care about is getting your mindset right, getting your lifestyle healthier, and getting your eating dialed in. That, that's what I care about because I want to give you a system that you can follow for the rest of your life, not just some dumb shit you can do for eight weeks and lose some weight and then finish it and put the weight back on. Aren't you tired of that all? <laughs> Thanks, Don. What is that, a little radio? I like that, a little mini speaker. Um, yeah, health is for life. It never ends. Exactly, exactly. So is personal development. That's why I say that, right? That we, we want to make this about personal development. You know, every day I live the way I'm living, I'm always learning. And I'll tell you right now, just straight up, my this week is not my healthiest week. Like I haven't eaten salads this week. Um, it all kicked off from Easter and, and I've just been a little bit tired. And so my eating is is off a tick, you know? But I have strategies for that. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like you're so all or nothing with your thinking that the second you're not all, you're completely off you know, and I'm all or something. And so I'm not all, and I'm not as good as I usually am with my eating during the week. Um, it's, it's not as clean as it normally is, but I know why I understand the things and I'm going to correct them, not by forcing myself to eat the right stuff, but by going to work on the foundational things that bring me back into a place, mindset wise, lifestyle wise, eating wise, where I want to eat the healthiest stuff. You know, um, how do you feel about premier protein shakes? Yeah. I mean, protein shakes, anything. I, I just, again, I was just saying this, you know, Things are on a spectrum, you know what I mean? So if you're not eating any protein, you're eating a bunch of, you know, junk food and, and trash, then a protein shake's better. You know what I mean? So, so we have to look at things in the big picture. And so if that's a step you want to make towards eating better, great. You know, you'll probably feel more satisfied. Um, it's probably healthier than maybe some of the other things you might be eating. Again, I don't know how you're eating, right? Um, so there's that. But then if we compare protein shakes to actual food, well, it's probably going to not be as good, you, you know? So again, we always want to keep that in mind. And what that allows us to do is to kind of live in that gray area so we can, you're never going to believe this, we can improve. We can get better at being thin, at being healthy, at being happy with ourselves. Again, this idea that it's a diet, you're, you're, you're hypnotized to be a dieter, right? you got a diet mindset. Um, probably unless you're in my program or if you're like, Don, you listen to this stuff every day. Um, but if you think like a dieter, it's that all or nothing thing. And what happens is you start day one Monday because you think your whole success is revolving around your willpower. And so you think, yeah, I know what to do. And tomorrow's Monday that I'm going to force myself to do it. And, um, and then you make a mistake and then you're totally off track now. And so you never learn anything. You never grow. And you think you know how to be a thin person. You don't. You have no idea how to be a thin person. you got a vague idea of how you should eat, you know, but you have no granular understanding of how to think 
feel and live and eat like a thin person. No idea. And this is why you're struggling so hard, you know, because you're just trying to force yourself to do something, but you're not taking the time to, you know, really figure this area of your life out. You know, um, Victoria says, yeah, yeah, Vicky, you're totally right. Victoria agrees. Susan says, you always have great advice. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I always said, and that goes back to the guarantee. I mean, people in my program, I mean, I've never, let me put it this way. I've never once had someone like get on a coaching call and not walk away in a better spot than when they got on it. That, that's never happened, you know? And so, um, you know, listen, ultimately, and, and you've got to know this anyway. So anyone that's guaranteeing your weight loss is either selling you a short-term solution, okay? Or they're bullshitting you. That's it, <laughs> you know? So uh, I, I, anytime I see a, a guarantee on weight loss, I'd run away. I mean, you can't, you can't guarantee surgery. You know what I mean? You can staple your stomach to a, a eighth of the size and you still could put the weight back on, you know? So it's important that you don't, don't think that I will listen to podcast on walk today. I haven't tuned in yet. Oh, okay. Don. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to the podcast. It's up on all the main podcast um, platforms. Jill says change to eating while food, no process, not even white bread. Yeah. Um, again, the more whole food you get, the better, but again, you know, understand this too. And I want to, I want to make this clear that, that the change is a change. You know, it's like, we think about weight loss very strangely and it's it's because of the diets you've been exposed to literally millions of diets in your life and they're always selling you the same story of it's like a carnival game right where they're trying to make it seem really really easy and it's always about how much weight you can lose in how many days you know it's always about how much you can lose and how fast you can lose it you was using one simple thing you know every diet's one simple thing it's a carnival game trick you know so um i mean keto oh just cut carbs out you know, um, intermittent fasting, I just stop eating for 16 hours. You know, and they, they say these things, they say so, so flippantly, you know, just do it. Um, but, you know, real, real weight mastery is a holistic process. You have to learn to change how you're thinking about yourself, right? You think of yourself as an overweight person. If you've been struggling with your weight for decades, you think of yourself as an overweight person. And that's the main thing keeping you overweight. So you've got to change how you're thinking. And then you got to change how you're living. If I change, if my lifestyle fell apart, I could still have the same mindset. My eating would fall apart. Okay. If I'm putting, if I'm not doing things to relax myself, if I'm not nourishing my body, if I'm not getting enough sleep, forget it. You, you know what I mean? You're not going to, you're not going to get the results you want. But, but anyways, what I'm trying to say is that it's a process of learning, you know, again, reference, like playing the piano. If you've never played the piano, you're not going to start on day one and just play everything perfectly. It's a process of learning and growing and evolving and stacking skills on top of each other. And it's no different with weight loss and weight mastery. You gotta get, you gotta take that back because the diet industry is always saying, "Oh, you're just one one diet away from changing everything," and you're not. You're fucking not. Okay, diets. Thirty nine percent of people can't make it past a week. Seventy five percent can't make it past a month, and ninety five percent of people ultimately fail on a diet. Okay, and if you've been trying, you keep trying the diets. It's it's a trap. It's a mental prison, and you're almost guaranteed not to get out of it. Okay, um, but you can get out of it. You know, you just have to change how you're thinking and how you're approaching this. Ironically. Weight loss is a lot harder than weight mastery because weight loss, you're trying to do it all at once. You're trying to way overcorrect on day one and it's so overwhelming. You can't keep it up. And then you just go back to being what you did. Nothing changes. Okay. Weight mastery is making small, smart, intelligent decisions and changes consistently, you know, until eventually you look back. Holy shit. I changed I've really changed how I eat. Oh my God. I changed how I, I live. Oh my God. Look at my body. I'm a lot different. You know, that's, that's the change you're looking for. Okay. But it happens slower. It's a more stable, slower process. I'm not afraid to say that. <laughs> I'm one of the only people who's like, 
again, I'm not saying, I mean, someone finished my program, they lost 28 pounds. Great. But that's an outlier. That, that's a lot of weight to lose. And, um, you know, it, it's who gives a shit? Who cares if you lose 28 pounds or eight pounds? The point that matters is what do you got going on in here? And what is your blueprint for how you're going to live and eat? And is it manageable and comfortable for you? And does it allow you to live at your goal weight? That's what you want. You know, you want a process that works for you. That's more valuable than just fast weight loss. I don't know. I said, that's why I get on here every day to say this stuff. You know, I do wait until I'm hungry to eat first meal as well as dinner. Yep. Usually same time each day. Yeah. Again, structuring your eating is, is crucial. I really do believe that you're just great. I'm down 60 pounds and needed to hear this. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Congratulations. That's, that's great accomplishment. Great job. Um, I was a dieter when I stumbled upon you months ago, no longer dieting and losing weight. Feels great. Yeah, of course. Right. That dieter mindset is the kiss of death, you know? Um, Yes, I've lost 10 pounds, not even overweight. Yeah, great job, Joe. Um, I've changed my relationship with food just following your advice. Thanks. Great, great. That's the point of it. That's super, super. Um, I was always thin my entire life. Then menopause, stress, divorce, changed the game. Okay. So, you know, I tell you what I always tell everyone with the menopause, diabetes, hormonal issues, metabolic disorders, is that, it, it, listen, this effect, this has a obviously physical effects. There's no doubt. But a lot of times what happens is it reveals an unhealthy lifestyle, okay? And so the lifestyle piece is crucial for you to master your weight. When I say lifestyle, which by the way, the quick quiz here, you know, because I'll, I'll hear, I, people are catching on. You know, I was, I was reading um, an interview with the Weight Watchers CEO and he's like, yeah, people, people are kind of catching on. They don't really want to diet anymore. They realize it's got to be more than a diet, you know? And so what you'll see is the more enlightened dieters will say, you know what? I don't need a diet. I need a lifestyle change. And they say, I mean, I need to shift my mindset. But you know what? That doesn't mean anything. It means they've got no idea what they're talking about usually. It's just a buzzword. Because if I ask you, how do you live a healthy lifestyle? What does that even mean to you? You know, I just want to, and again, this doesn't make you feel bad. It's just to point out that you probably don't have a real clear cut idea of what a healthy lifestyle change would even look like. Never mind be able to do it, right? So I'm going to think of yourself right now, if I was going to change my lifestyle, what are you even thinking about? Because I got eight things I'm about to share with you. And uh, I'm going to rattle them off here, but I just want to ask you real quick. Do you, what do you think when you think lifestyle change? Cause you're right. I mean, people do need a lifestyle change, obviously, but what does that mean? You know, and they just throw these buzzwords out at you because it just sounds like something else. Then they just roll you back into their shitty counting points plan. Okay. So lifestyle plan That's what I would suggest to you. If you want to shift up your lifestyle, you're sleeping, getting proper sleep, um, hydration, proper hydration, relaxation, proper breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude, right? You get these eight things into your life and you transform yourself from the inside out, from the bottom up into a better version of yourself. You all of a sudden have more energy. You got more clarity of mind. Um, your emotions and moods are more balanced. Um, you feel more optimistic and hopeful. Your metabolism starts picking up. Your hormones start to balance. You know, you start craving healthier foods, right? And so, so this is the secret. If you really want to master your weight, you know, you've got to get your lifestyle piece down. So yeah, to your point, right? Menopause, stress, divorce, stress, divorce are the big ones. You know what I mean? The menopause is a factor for sure. Um, but I've literally made my career off of helping menopausal, postmenopausal women lose weight, you know? So it's like, you can lose weight. It, it's the stress that's probably the bigger problem. Okay. And so um, that, that's where I would aim at and, and focus in on. Um, Jill says, I thought menopause would make me gain. It didn't. Yeah. It doesn't have to, you know, I binge eat and I'm sick of it. I can't change anything. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. It sucks. It sucks. Cause it's, it's a trap though. You know, a lot of the binge eating again, it's, there's, there's a lot of different types of binge eating. You know what I mean? So I has, I, I'm kind of hesitant to like speak about how to fix binge eating. Cause there's a lot of different, you know, types of it. Um, but again, what I tell you, the main ones are make sure you're eating enough. You know, binging typically happens when we get really hungry and we can't control ourselves or when we get really emotional and we don't know how to deal with the emotions without food. You know, those are the two big ones. And so, um, yeah, you get sick of it. Right. And so, um, you can change, but what I will say, you know, this, in my program, again, I always say like the program yourself thin technique, um, is the core technique you use to program your subconscious mind. And part of it is it's the redo technique and the rehearsal technique. But the redo technique is kind of looking at the day and picking something you want to do better with. And so when you binge eat, most likely what you do is you either beat yourself up about it or you just put it out of your mind and ignore it. And neither one of those allows you to learn from it and to you know, train yourself to do something different in that situation. So you just keep repeating the same thing. So being able to look at what you do, rewind it, replay it, and figure out some better strategies moving forward maybe something that maybe give you a little more control and um, confidence that you can change things because you absolutely can change things. Um, but all the change comes starts right here in your mind. You know, so I would say like it's an inside out approach to weight mastery because everything is dependent on your mind. Your mind's more important than your genetics, your menopause, your hormones, your stress, any of it, any of it, your mindset, whole food rocks. Absolutely. Putting myself at the top of the list for once. Yeah. Great job. Yeah. It's key. More movement, less sitting, increase water intake. Yeah, right. There you go. So that's good. That's a good start. There's two of them, you know, definitely. You got you got two of them. Um, they all work together though, you know. And it just, I will say, on this journey for 30 years, uh, it's just amazing how much better you can feel. Cause there's a thing called epigenetics. You know, you're not just born with the genetics you have. Um, there's also a lot of genetics that you express based on your lifestyle and your environment. And so as you start living a healthier lifestyle, you start to really like, like reprogram yourself literally like a cellular level, like literally look it up, look up epigenetics is fascinating. And it, it, where I'm at now compared to where I start, it's just, it's, just, I, sometimes it's hard for me to believe, you know, and it's exciting looking towards the future of like, what else is going to change? You know what I mean? Now that I'm on this, this path, it's just, it's exciting, you know, but that's how I want you to feel what, what you know, instead of just, oh, we're just watching the scale, watching the scale, it should be a, a, an entire process that makes everything better. You know, the way I live makes everything better. I mean, I feel great. You know, I'm happy with how I look, but it improves my marriage, my ability to be the parent I want to be, um, to be the family person I want to be, you know what I mean? To be the friend and the, and maybe right up on the top of that list too, is to be the, um, the, the coach and the hypnotherapist I want to be, to, to be the entrepreneur I want to be, you know? So everything that allows me to control my weight is simultaneously allow me to really be the person I want to be. And I, and I always say this, this is so important. Just the weight alone is not enough. You know, you got an opportunity here. Mastering your weight is the most enjoyable, funnest, best thing you can possibly do in your life. You know, it's, it's just amazing. You know, now you don't think that because what do you think? You think dieting, you think deprivation, you think cutting, you think it's so hard and it is, it sucks. It's difficult. You don't want to do it. You're avoiding it. You know, you think about weight loss 24 hours a day, but then when it comes time to think like actually do it, you don't want to do it because dieting sucks and you're in this trap, you know, but it's because you're trying to do it so fast. People overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year, you know? And so the diet's got your mind all warped so that all you do is think about fast weight loss and drastic measures, you know, and it overwhelms you. That's why you think weight loss sucks. Weight loss is the greatest thing in the world. It's so fun, you know, and not just the weight loss phase to live exactly the way you want. For me to think 60 years from now, being at the exact same weight, my entire life at this weight, just in, in control of it, not worried about my weight, not worried about food, not worried about binging, not worried about all that bullshit. You know, it's, it's a life of freedom, 
And that's what I want for you, you know? Devon says, sleeping in menopause can be a nightmare, though. Yeah, for sure. For sure, Yvonne. Um, sleeping's a skill, though, okay? Um, menopause is not. <laughs> menopause is something you got to deal with. Um, but absolutely, you can deal with menopause in a more effective way, most likely. The average, the average woman absolutely can. They can, again, sleeping changes and it's harder, for sure. Um, but there's skills that you can work to get better at sleeping. Hydration helps all those things. Um, relaxation helps all of that. Proper breathing helps that. Hydrating yourself helps that. Nourishing your body with really high quality foods helps that. Moving more helps that. Meditation helps that. Gratitude helps that. And so I'm not saying it fixes it. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it certainly minimizes it. You know, and so we can't just say, oh no, here comes menopause. Oh shit, not shit. Well, there goes my weight. There goes, there everything goes. You know, yeah, that's, that's hypnosis. Get Wake yourself up from that. I'm not saying that there's not a new, um, new challenges you're facing. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying you can face them and you can do a lot of things to overcome those. Okay. Um, please, this was me a while ago until I got in this program. <laughs> yep. Um, thank you. Thank you. I need to hear that. Good, good. Um, sounds cheesy, but starting day with four things I am grateful for has been a huge help. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gratitude is, is a huge one. I've started yoga, joined a gym, totally changed me. Great job, Joe. Great job. Um, Yes, from someone who just ate all day long. <laughs> yeah, right, great. I'm grateful for your videos. By changing the way you think, you can truly change your life and heal. Yeah, that's exactly it. And it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be this miserable thing. You know, that, that's the point I always try and make. Um, I don't even, I, I don't even exercise. You know what I mean? I'm starting to work out more for other reasons. And over the last year, I started walking a lot more. But I lost the weight without doing any gym, no gym stuff, okay? Ultimately, what's dictating your weight is what you're putting in your mouth. You know, and so again, I mean, I remember being 19. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm like, the first stop, oh, we got to start working out. And I was like, oh, but again, I'd done a lot of work by that. If I learned a lot of things, I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. How do I want to do it? I'm like, well, I'm kind of lazy. I'm lazy. I'm not going to go to the gym. I know I'm not going to do it. And I don't want to do it. Okay. What do you want to do? All right. Well, I'll work on the eating and I'm lazy. I'll just eat less. I'll just do, do less. <laughs> so I really tapped into my superpower, you know? And so again, what I'm trying to say, I'm not saying that's how you would do it, but what I'm saying is that you're, you're hypnotized. You're conditioned to think about weight loss like a dieter. You know, you can't even separate weight loss from dieting at this point, you know, so you're trapped in that way of thinking. And um, ultimately what's going to free you is changing how you're thinking about it, you know? And so watching my videos is, is one way to do that. That's why I put it out there for you. So that's great though. I'm glad that that's helping. What do you think about the weight loss shot? I, I think it's horrible. I, I mean, I think I was saying this the other day that it's like, it must be something else. Cause I, I, you know, like that was got the fine print of like what the problems might be. I've never seen an ad where like the, it's almost like a headline. It's like right at the bottom of that, it's big, bold print. It's like a sub headline where it's like, it might cause thyroid tumors. Like, holy shit. And, and I, I know this already because I have some clients that are on that and it's intense medication. You know what I mean? So they call it a weight loss shot. Oh, it stops the food noise. Yeah, it makes you feel nauseous all day long, potentially. You know, that's what's stopping the food noise. You feel nauseous. I have a client, she's got to sleep half the time because she feels so shitty. So, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing for free, man. You, you know what I mean? Like, like it, it's just that that weight loss shot. And we can do it forever because the second you stop, it goes, it, it, all the results stop, you know? So, um, I, I've worked with plenty of people. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions over the years. I've worked with the people with the surgery before and after the surgery. They join my program and say, okay, I got to lose weight so I get the surgery. I said, well, geez, you do what you want, but I can at least leave the door open. You might not get the surgery. Like this might work so well, you know, you, know, some, you get different people. And then, then the, the weight loss shot, again, it's, um, 
it doesn't fix the problem. Same with the surgery, right? You get the surgery and put the weight back on. Cause if you never deal with the mindset piece, uh, I just had a woman the other day was saying that. I mean, she got lost the weight, put it on um, after the surgery, you know? Now you have to do it differently, right? Cause your stomach's little now, so you can't just sit there and eat. You have to space it out all day long you're eating, you know? But where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> so again, it all comes down to your mindset, you know? So I don't think much about that weight loss shot. I, I feel, I'm, I'm scared. I, I genuinely, I'm scared because it's one of these new things. And when they're putting big tumor, thyroid tumors right on the front headline of it right now, listen, how long has that shot even been around for? You know what I mean? Like who knows what they're going to find out about that? It, it's very intense medication. And by the way, it doesn't fix the problem. You know what it does is it causes your body to create more insulin so that you can fight off the glucose spikes. But the fucking glucose spikes are the problem. You understand that, right? I could put you in the woods. You couldn't even spike your glucose. If I dropped you off in the woods and I'll say, I'll give you a thousand dollars if you spike your glucose, you could not do it. What are you going to eat to spike your glucose in the woods? Put you on a farm. How are you going to spike your glucose? <laughs> you know, you can only spike your glucose. You know, maybe found a beehive and some honey, but it's like you only spike your glucose eating these processed foods. So if that weight loss shot, you know, all it's doing is it's boosting up your insulin so it can handle the spikes of glucose you keep fucking putting in your body. And there's lots of problems with that spike. Listen, High levels of glucose and high levels of insulin are both inflammatory for your body and the inflammation causes systemic problems. And so this shot is just causing more insulin in your body because you can't make insulin anymore because you've used it all up because you keep spiking your glucose levels because you keep eating the shit. And so I, I don't want to get so upset about it, but this just brings us back to a core problem in our society that we have a medical system that really is built around treating the symptom. There, there's so much money being made off you being overweight, unhealthy, and unhappy. And this is just one more. You know, so people, and again, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm always the solution of last resort, you know, people get to me in the, the last, you know what I mean? Like they've tried everything and then they come, you know, work with me, but it's like when you're going to take a shot over just really committing to mastering your weight, you know, you know, you get what you get. I, I don't know what to say, you know, and I know, I know some people are so desperate. It feels like that's the only chance I ever have, you know, and that's why I do this for free. I do this for free because I just want you to know at the very least that there is another way to approach this. You know what I mean? And it all starts with your mindset you know, and start to eat more natural foods, but you're never going to eat natural foods unless you think differently. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's why the diets never work for you because what mindset work are you doing in any diet? Let me know. You know what I mean? Um, I don't see any. Noom's the closest thing, you know, and, and that's just kindergarten, you know? So if you never deal with a real problem, you know, how are you ever going to get a real solution? And I know you want a real solution, you know? So again, go, go to my bio, get that hypnosis so you can experience what subconscious programming feels like and how it affects you. And then watch that training, three steps to mastering your weight. Okay. Put yourself on a new path. Um, but yeah, let me get to your question. I'm, I'm going to move through. I'm going to be talking too much here. Yeah. Jill says, please don't. Yeah. I mean, it looks, it looks tough. You know, Vicky says sleep's my worst mastered skill and it affects everything. We're going to talk about that on the next call, Vicky. We got to get into that. Cause, um, I used to be the shittiest sleeper on the planet, you know, um, and now I'm an amazing sleeper. <laughs> I even made a program called Sleep at Will, and uh, it's all about that. Um, so if anyone wants that, just shoot me a message, and I'll, shoot, I'll send you a link to it. Thank you. Excellent advice always. Thank you, Yvonne. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, the sleep's crucial. I mean, it is. that's why when I say lifestyle stuff, I put it in an order of importance, right? So sleep, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. I really put those in order of how important I think they are. Yeah, messed up sleep, it's almost impossible um, 
it's, it's very difficult, you know, for, for a number of reasons. Um, Don says, I dished my gym at COVID shutdown. Now I have a Peloton and do a daily walk. I'm finally consistent. Yeah, great job. And I think that's a good point too. I have nothing against gyms, but I do say that for most people, a gym, myself included, a gym is, it's a huge barrier to, to, you know what I mean? Like the idea of like adding an exercise routine, the, the going to a gym is a big barrier. Um, I would take, you know, I would take daily walking around your neighborhood over, you know, three half hour gym workouts, you know, just simply because I think the walking is going to be, has a way better chance of being consistent, you know, and in my program, one of the mantras I work to install in people is consistency over intensity. Again, something you've not been conditioned with the diets and the workout programs for weight loss in this world are all built around intensity, the fastest results possible. But again, my program is completely, we got a different goal. And so it's about consistency. You know, I would much rather you see um, slower results that you get from something that is comfortable and easy for you to do, because then you, you go into this process with a sense of confidence that you've never experienced a weight loss. You know, you have to understand that your weight loss is always built on a foundation of anxiety because you don't think you're gonna be able to keep it up. You know, it's so hard. And so that's why you don't want to start. And once you start, you're always kind of white knuckling and wondering how long you'll be able to keep it up for, you know? So your weight loss is almost always built on a foundation of anxiety and tension of how long you'll be able to do it for, right? It feels like an endurance test. Right. An endurance test, you don't win, you don't beat an endurance test. You just see how long you can go. And for a lot of people, that's what a diet feels like to them. Right. Um, Diana says, absolutely, food is 90% of it, but don't cut calories too low. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't cut the calories too low. Um, you know, and again, it's just the impatience. The impatience is people's biggest challenge half the time, you know, and it's not really your fault. I mean, it's at every diet ad, and you've probably seen millions of diet ads in your life are always trumpeting that message of how fast can you lose the weight, you know? And so that's just how you think about it now. But, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's, you got to start thinking long-term, all right? Um, yeah, there you go, Don. Jill says, I noticed other programs in members area. Can we still buy those? Um, yeah, of course, of course. And you've got some bonus ones as well. And then, um, yeah, let me know which ones you're talking about. Because they're, they're, some of them are staggered. So when you're in this program right now, you do that. And then um, when that comes to an end, I'm looking at you, Vicky. I'm going to send you. I got, I got that written down right on my piece of paper here. I'm going to send you that information if you're still here. Um, but yeah, there's some other programs. But any of them, let me know. And there's some in the bonus area. So you get you get sleep at will. I'll give you a sleep at will, comfortable yoga um, already in there. Right? Walking works for me. I lost weight and kept it off by walking every day consistently. Yeah, exactly. See, you know, like... With the diet thing, we get so zoomed in on like the specifics. So we just want to burn calories, right? To lose weight fast. But it's like, if you can zoom out a little bit and look at the big picture and look about consistency, you know, when you start walking, yeah, you're not burning as many calories as like doing some intense cardio for sure. Okay. And you're not building up muscles if you went to the gym and, and did resistance training. However, you are moving your body, right? In a very natural way. Uh, most likely if you're getting outside, you're, you're going outside and um, that feels nice because that starts to send you all sorts of natural signals. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna get you that. Um, I can get you as soon as this is over. We're just gonna end in a second. So, so walking's great because again, there, there's a lot of. So this is what I like to say sometimes. Kind of a buzzword in the business world is like soft skills. You know, and I like to think that like I sell, I teach the soft skills of weight mastery. You know, because we just a lot of people say, oh, what about tracking calories? And you get so like, so you know, like people that don't haven't tried losing weight or haven't been paid attention to their diets for years and all of a sudden they jump in and track every single calorie they consume and they go to the gym three times a week and they, they don't mean they're so strict and, and intense and they can't stick with it. 
you know? So I'm more a fan of the soft skills. And so walking, um, it makes you feel better. You know what I mean? So now you're not going to the gym. So you're not sore the next day. You feel good. It's easy to go the next day because you're not sore and it's nice. It's easy. Um, easier anyways, still challenging, you know, and then you start to build up a routine and now it starts to go, oh, I'm doing something healthy. And that starts to develop your self-image as a healthy person, you know? And so it's like, that's what I'm talking about with, 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 with what on my program, we have the motivation section, which is first, cause you need the motivation. That, that's the engine that drives the whole process. But really the program starts with your self-image, how you think about yourself. And so a lot of it is looking at things that way. So that if you're going to say, so, well, I'm going to start walking around the neighborhood. So, you know, like a personal trainer, or a weight loss person might say, no, that's not enough calories. You're not going to burn enough calories. You're not going to lose the weight you want to lose. Right. But I'm looking at that. And I'm saying, that's great because what's going to happen is you're going to get outside, you start moving your body more and you're going to start to feel like a healthier person. You give some time to clear your head. You're going to move. You're going to breathe some fresh air. You're going to come home and you're going to feel motivated and happy that you did something. And that's going to nudge you in the area of eating healthier food. And then you're going to do it tomorrow. And then it's easier to keep it up. And then after a month of walking all the time, you start to identify and think of yourself as a healthier person. And that's going to cause you to eat healthier. And it, you know what I mean? It's a snowball effect. Everyone should start day one being perfect. And it's so, it's, you're just so impatient. You know what I mean? Like you can keep doing it, but you keep getting the same results too. You know, the yeah, consistency is crucial, crucial. Once I started going to the gym for my mental health, it became a game changer. Yeah, that's great. And that's a good one too. That's a good example. Cause again, I'm not anti-gym in any way. I just think a lot of people, the way they think about the gym and they, how they think about it, they set themselves up for failure. But yeah, like you reframed it. You know what I mean? So you got other value out of it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. When you want to lose weight, again, the most important thing you can do is to make the weight loss less important. Make, make the weight loss secondary. Wrap it in personal development. You know, make it about your mental health. You, you know what I mean? Make Give it more meaning that's intrinsically motivating to you. You know, so that, that's a great job. Good job with the gym. Um, yeah, you start to look forward to the movement. Exactly. And that's that's the key. I guess I will say that. Um, right now, if we had to put it in a simple way, you're not losing weight because subconsciously you associate pain to losing weight, to doing the things that'll make you lose weight, to eating better, to exercising, moving, whatever you think you need to do to lose weight, you associate pain to it. And so you're avoiding it. And then you associate pleasure to doing the things and eating the foods that keep you overweight. So you're fucked. <laughs> you've got a reverse propulsion system or to put it another way, you've got a propul subconscious propulsion system to keep you overweight because you associate pain to losing weight, doing the things that make you lose weight and pleasure to the things that keep you overweight. And so my program, we switched that all around. That, that's the goal is that you want to associate pain to doing the things and eating the things that keep you overweight and pleasure to the things that help you lose weight and make you into the person who you want to be. And we want to do that on a subconscious level so that you subconsciously are going in the right direction. Because right now, you're naturally going in, the, in a direction, but it's a direction you don't want to go in. And what you do is you try and fight that sometimes. When you do a diet, use your willpower to fight against that. But you're never changing your subconscious programming. And that's why nothing ever changes for you. That's why someone could be on a diet for a year and they, they fall off it and they're instantly back to exactly how they were. Why? Because they never changed any subconscious associations. They just fought against them for a year. And you feel that you feel like every time you want to lose weight, Hey, you never want to do it. So you really got to get motivated. But then even when you start it, it feels like you're fighting against yourself. Doesn't it? Yeah. So we don't have that in my program. We're not fighting in ourselves. We're working with ourselves to go in the direction we want. It's just night and day. What about intermittent fasting 16 hours daily? You know, Hey, listen, if it works for you, cool. That my number one rule of weight loss is that there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. Okay. So I would never sit here and tell you to do that. Don't do that. I'd, I'd say, have you done it? And what's the effect been, you know? 
And, and, and I don't want this one here. Oh, I lost 20 pounds. Okay, great. Well, what happened? You know, unless you're in the process of losing it, I lost 20 pounds so far and it's amazing. I love, it's the best 16 hours of the day. I don't eat. I feel amazing. It's great. When I eat, I'm eating healthy and I feel amazing. I'm calm. I'm relaxed. I could do this forever. That Then thumbs up, you're on the right path. Now, if you're saying, holy shit, this intermittent fasting, I've lost 20 pounds and it's, I don't know how long I can do it for. I'm, I'm starving. I'm, I feel it's so hard. God, every time the 16 hours starts, I'm just counting the seconds. It feels like five days. It's miserable. I, I don't know how long I'll be able to do this for. Well, then I'd say that's not good. <laughs> right. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I've started to wonder, I gotta look up the facts of it, but, but do I intermittent fast? I don't know. I usually stop eating at, um, uh, six, seven o'clock at night and I'll eat the next day, seven, eight o'clock. Right. And I've been doing this for about 30 years. So I love that. I love that time of not eating. It feels amazing. It's great for me. It helps keep me my goal weight, calibrates my, my flavor and taste, my body, everything feels, it feels great. It helps me sleep better, all of it. Um, so it depends how it's experiencing, how that experience is for you. Okay. But we can't just say, that's what I, I was trying to say that before, right? We, we, we want to focus on the process, not just the outcome, right? Because again, if I told you, I'll give you $10,000 right now, or I'll give you a machine that prints up money whenever you want it right? Well, you want the machine, you want the process that works for you. you. Don't just want the outcome one time, you know? And that's how people approach the diet where it's just like, I just want to lose the weight. I don't give a shit what I have to do. Uh, water fast. Great. Don't eat for three days in a row. Great. You know, and it's so short sighted. So again, what I'm fixated on is the process of how you can master your weight. You know, that, that's the key thing. So again, intermittent fasting, we can't just say it works or it doesn't work. We have to put it in the context of you, do you, have you messed with it yet? Do you like it? Yeah, it helps. It's a, it's a interesting way to not eat and, and lower your calories, you know? So I think there's a lot of pros to it. I think sometimes the way people approach it can make it not good. So, so that's kind of my, my idea on that. Um, I'm in London. We use kilograms. I was 89 kilograms. Now I'm 58 kilograms, lost 31 kilograms, but it took me two years, which was fine. Yeah, there you go, Victoria. That's, that's great. Congratulations. Very impressive. Um, I love, I love long-term weight loss stories. They're my favorite. You know, this is what my clients get, you know, is the long-term ones. Because it gives a shit if you can lose, you know, some weight for a little while. You know, I, I almost think anything worse, more discouraging and destructive for your psyche than that, you know? Um, Don says, I totally agree. I just feels diety. Yeah, I, 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 like, I, like, you know what I mean? Like, I backed into intermittent fasting. I didn't call it that. When I stopped eating at night, it just turned out that I stopped eating, you know, 12, 13, 14 hours a day. It, so I wasn't calling it intermittent fasting back then. And so now it's like, I see it. I'm like, oh, well, that's what I do. I guess I would call it that. But now I see how people approach it, you know? And um, I just, yeah, it feels diety. I, I think that's the perfect, perfect explanation of it. You know what I mean? Um, and if it feels diety, it's probably not going to work. You know what I mean? And you'll know that because the first couple of times you did it, it was amazing. And you couldn't believe it. And you lost some weight that week. And now as it keeps dragging on, you're like, oh, shit here come my days or here comes my time. Oh God. You know what I mean? And you get less and it's harder and harder to do it. You know, I literally, I work with some, if you want to, if you want to go deeper into this intermittent fasting part is I did a coaching call. Um, her name's Shay and you can see it on my YouTube channel, uh, Jim Katsoulis. And, uh, you could search Shay C H E Z. And she was, when I talked to her, she was two months into keto and intermittent fasting. She lost 20 pounds. Okay. So again, you assume she'd be over the moon, right? Great results, but she wasn't, she was really nervous and tense because she didn't know she's gonna be able to keep it up. She's feeling real wobbly. So again, it, it's at some point, I mean, people I work with are almost always forties is pretty much the lowest, typically, um, 50, 60, seventies in that ballpark, because 
it takes that long, I guess, to create the self-awareness and the wisdom to realize the diets um, don't work. You know, it's not a solution. Even if you lost a bunch of weight, if you can't maintain it, what's the point? You know, if, if you can't maintain it, it didn't work, you know? And so, yeah, but you watch that, watch that training, you'll get more context what I'm saying. And I think it'll be helpful to understand that. Um, yeah. The two Vickies, Vicky and Victoria, both from London. Wait, are you from London, Vicky? I know you're in England. So the other side of the pond, what is it? It's a uh, nighttime there. A little after work, uh, TikTok live in it. Thanks much. Appreciate it. I feel amazing. I thought I would never be able to achieve. Yep. That's awesome, Victoria. It's so great. Yeah. Tom says, yep, we all fast. Doesn't need to be such a focused day to day for diet. <laughs> yeah. Um, intermittent fasting is not a diet. It's a lifestyle choice. It helps with autophagy and cellular regeneration. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a natural way. Like, and, and that's what I mean. Like, so I like how Vicky's approaching this, right? So if you're going to do, okay, 720. Um, if you're going to do intermittent fasting, it, it's just like anything though. It's like Vicky's talking about it with a mindset shift. And I've seen other people talk about intermittent fasting, very diety, you know? And so regardless, like intermittent, everything's goody and bad right? It just depends how we think about it, basically, how we focus on it. And so, you know, the way Vicky's describing it, there's a lot more mindset supporting that. You, you can see that in the words she's using. And then someone who's just doing just to lose weight, there's less value in it because they just want to lose weight, right? So um, yeah, the way we think about things is going to dictate your results though. And then we just kind of see that. And that's everything though. Do you know what I mean? It's not just intermittent fasting, it's everything. That how you think about it and the value you give it and the benefit you're getting out of it. Because that was for me. I didn't go into intermittent fasting because like, like, how did I stop eating at night? I wanted to lose weight. That was definitely part of it, but I needed to give it more meaning. And so the, the thing that was more meaningful to me, the most meaning I was able to tap into is when I stopped eating at night, I would, I, I would start thinking, well, if I started doing yoga at night too, and that was helpful because when I, when I didn't eat, you know, for three hours, yoga was a lot better. It was a lot more enjoyable. But then the big thing for me was my sleep because I used to, I used to eat like I, I would eat dinner and I take an hour or whatever break. And then I would snack all night watching TV. And so I go to bed with a full stomach of processed food and I'd sleep like shit and I, I would be hot. I would toss and turn. I just slept horrible. And so the biggest thing I noticed is when I stopped eating at night, my sleep improved tremendously. I wake up, I mean, I wake up feeling totally different. I slept totally different. And so for me, the not eating at night, I knew I was going to lose weight and I knew I was a big part of it for sure. Um, but the, the short-term goal I really connected to was how much benefit I got from my sleeping, you know, and now the things Vicky's saying I've learned since then, um, which makes sense, you know, because your body in a natural environment, you're not eating like you eat now in the normal world. You know what I mean? In the modern world, I should say, I shouldn't call it a normal world, should I? Um, but the modern world, you know what I mean? Like there's just constantly food around and we can eat all day and night long, you know, and um, it's, it's unnatural. You know, so, so it affects everything. Again, you, you most likely don't think about your body as a, as a holistic system. You know, that's a very beneficial paradigm to think about your body as a holistic system because it gives you more context to when you're eating, what it's doing to you. You know, you have more context and meaning to when you, again, the lifestyle things I was talking about, the eating choices, you start to have more depth of understanding of what this is doing to your body. You know, a bit like what Vicky was saying. Um, kind of reframing. It's not just about weight loss. It's literally on a cellular level. It's impacting on positive ways, you know? And consequently, if you don't eat that way, it's impacting you negatively in cellular ways, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. You guys are living different. London's so specific. They got different time zones, three minutes apart. <laughs> 
Hey, London people, smart. So that's great, though. Yeah, both of you, um, yeah, killing it in London. All right, everyone, let me get out of here. I got a call coming up in a little while. If you are here, go to my bio, click that link, get the hypnosis session, and listen to it. Right now, again, I just want to be clear that hypnosis isn't going to make you a thin person. All right. Um, hypnosis doesn't work that way. Hypnosis is the process of influencing your subconscious mind. Um, and it's a, it's a process, you know, it's not something you do one time. It's something you do consistently, you know? And so, um, it's important that you realize that hypnosis isn't going into a trance. That's just a, a vehicle we use to, to influence the subconscious mind more. All right. And so, um, what you'll experience though is a you'll relax and you'll be calm. And again, I can't wait to teach these guys some lessons next week because I'm reading this great book on the will willpower instinct, and it's really given a lot more context to what willpower is. And so I can't wait to share that with you. Um, and so now I'll let you know every everything I'm going to share with you again. It's a little more crisper edges and boundaries and explanations, but it's everything we've been doing in the program, you know. Um, and so relaxing and calming down, activating your parasympathetic nervous system is the first step, I think, in really mastering your weight because you turn yourself into a better version of yourself. You're able to think more clearly. You feel more calm and that helps you see things differently and make better choices. So when you listen to that hypnosis session, I want you to notice the state you go into. Not, it's not a trance. You're, you're going to be aware of everything that's said. It's not some weird thing that you're like, well, no, this guy could do anything to me. He could say anything. Oh, and wire be money. You know, <laughs> like you're not going to, you're aware of what's going on. It's like when you're watching TV or a movie, you're aware you're in a theater on your sofa watching it, but you're just going along with it. Okay. Same thing with the hypnosis session. The difference is probably for the first time in your life, your entire life, you're going to hear positive, supportive, encouraging ideas and suggestions that make you think about what you want to achieve, you know? And when you think about it in that calm, relaxed state through your imagination, what ends up happening is it feels more impactful. And so what you may notice is after listening to that session, without trying to eat better, you may naturally want to eat better and eat better. Okay. And that's the point I want to make is that it's a process of consistently programming your subconscious mind to do what you want it to do. It's not the process of fighting against yourself. So getting that session and listening to it will give you an experience of that. All right. Um, and then once you get that, either you're going to be brought to a page where there's a training, three steps to master your weight, watch it. Okay. It's a half hour long. And you'll, again, it's what I'm talking about here, but it's more, it's more succinct. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a full, full training. Um, and it'll give you a new way to approach your weight mastery. Okay. So watch that. And then, you know, if you get the end of it, I talk about my program, a special offer there. And, um, you know, if you're really serious about your weight and you're really ready to make a commitment, you know, and you're able to make a commitment, um, join, you know what I mean? It's, it's without question, the number one weight mastery program, I, I joke because it's probably the only one, but but honestly, it's the most comprehensive weight loss program I think you'll ever see. I, I genuinely believe that. So anyways, thank you so much, everyone. I appreciate it. I've got some videos come out. Check those out. Podcast is Program Yourself Then on all the platforms. Uh, YouTube is Jim Katsoulis, uh at YouTube. Oh, hold on a second. I just can't stop eating. Like I know what I'm doing and feel bad, but I eat anyway. I'm tired. All right, I'll do this real quick, real quick, um, just because I get this a lot. A lot of people are in that place when they come to me. So you can't stop eating for a number of reasons. And if you say I'm tired, I'm going to assume that you're really tired. Hey, Chuck, um, if you're really tired, that's the first thing I would go after, okay? So again, I, I know it's just, you know, it, it's TikTok and you're just writing some things. So I'm, I'm going to kind of put some assumptions on top of what you wrote. Um, but if you said I'm tired, where a lot of people do that, the first thing I suggest is take a couple of days and really focus on your energy. Go to bed early, 
drink some water, take some naps if you want. Don't push yourself, recharge yourself a bit, okay? And then notice how just that alone impacts your food choices, okay? Now, again, I'm building this all off the fact that you said that you're tired, okay? And so when we're tired, the last thing in the world we wanna do is try and control our eating, okay? Because when you're tired, it's a double whammy. One thing that happens is when you're tired, you start craving unhealthy food because your body and brain know that eating you know, flour and sugar give us a spike of glucose, a spike of energy. Okay. So when we're tired, we crave unhealthy foods and then we have less executive functioning ability to say, no, let's not eat that. Let's stick with the healthy stuff. Okay. So, so being tired, that's why I always say it's the number one thing I would focus on lifestyle wise. Um, that's the key thing. And so what people want to do, I mean, most people start their diet and they're fucking exhausted. <laughs> I mean, they're fatigued, tired, depressed, just dead. And then they're going to start some diet where you could cut 50, 60% of your calories out and go work out a lot. You know what I mean? It's just stupid. And so instead, let's be strategic. If you're exhausted and tired, dedicate yourself to a week of just relax and recovering. Take it easy and get yourself the best chance to succeed. If you're trying to do this shit dead ass tired. It ain't going to work, you know, <laughs> which should be obvious, you know, but again, we're, we're crazy when we think about weight loss in this world because of the diets, you know? Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. Champagne and pearl, petals. Cool. Love your content. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired mentally though. Okay. I got you. I got you. I thought that too, but they're related. You know what I mean? But, but yeah, the tired mentally is because most likely, um, if you think, I always say this, that, that people really can't even separate weight loss from dieting, you know? And so the idea of losing weight is very diet oriented where it's really about restricting yourself. And it's very much about, I have to stop eating these foods that I love eating, you know? And so it feels like a very difficult thing mentally and emotionally and physically to do it. And so mentally, you know, you're not gonna like what I say, but when people are really tired of dieting and, and can't get themselves to eat the right food, um, you know, cause again, you got, you, I'm going to guess you have an all or nothing mindset, you know, so that when you're going to lose weight, you got to be perfect. And I'm not eating that stuff. And then, um, then, then you eat that stuff and then you blow on your diet, you know, and that's tiring mentally because it's this roller coaster ride of hyping yourself up that you're going to eat perfect and lose all this weight. And then you blow it. And then you feel like, oh, you totally blew it. And you're never going to lose the weight. You know, it's just a constant up and down and it's tiring mentally. So the alternative, again, you might not like this because it's slower results, but is to, this is what I always suggest to my, my clients is that um, you pick your worst eating habit. It might be snacking at night, might be overeating at dinner, might be snacking in the afternoon. Everyone's got their own, right? But which habit is, is your worst eating habit? And then I would go to work on fixing that. One thing, one thing at a time. Imagine but I want to fix everything all at once, right? But it's like, you can't, you can't, you know what I mean? Maybe some people can, I don't know. I couldn't, and, and most of my clients can't. And if you've tried it and it hasn't worked, then you can't either, okay? No, there's no shame in that, you know? Um, so start with one thing. Yeah, I'd be tired too. It's like, if you try and do everything all at once, yeah, that's the perfect recipe to make yourself mentally exhausted and tired, you know? So the secret is to a new strategy, all right? Yeah, one thing at a time is key. Right. So I would suggest Christina is go. I, I don't know if you were here when I said this, but I'm going to get out of here now, but go and um, yeah, be flexible. I know. So Don, you're saying crazy stuff, right? Because I know we're not used to thinking in these ways. But that's what I'm trying to tell you. Your, your mindset is the main thing preventing your, your weight loss, you know? Um, and luckily that's the easiest thing. Well, it, it's like, it's hard to change it because it's hard to do it on your own because you don't think that way. It's like learning another language in a sense, in the sense that like, you just don't know what to think. So that part's a little hard. But once you start having the right thoughts and you start putting them in properly, changing your thoughts isn't that difficult. 
And it's actually a much easier way to change your weight than, you know, going to the gym every day or, uh, you know, meal planning and being really strict with your eating. It's way easier than that. Um, so yeah, that's a good point. But anyways, anyone here, yeah, go hit my bio, go there and get that hypnosis session. Listen to that. Um, and then watch the training three steps to master your weight. That's a key training. Watch that and start following that plan, um, to, to lose and master your weight. Okay. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, everyone have a great day. We'll talk soon. Bye.